Oh, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. This is the season two, episode two of For the Future. Today here we have Anna and we have Marcus. Ethan couldn't make it today, sadly, so we're just going to keep on going without him. But we're going to get us started out with some shout outs. I just want to start out by shouting out Brock. As you know, if you've listened to episodes before this, Brock was on our first season and he went... <laughs> that was my bad. That was my phone. But he was here last season. He was one of our first co-hosts. He was like really good at, you know, talking at, you know, getting what he, what he, uh, what he was thinking out. And he was like a really good addition to this podcast, but he started his own podcast called best of both worlds. Yes. You heard both. So it's best of B O F worlds. And oh, he just, I know he spelled it like that. Yeah. He said it was about how uh, with the BOF, people would think he sounded uneducated, and he put it there on purpose so he would sound like that, so that you'd have to tune in and like be like, oh, this guy isn't uneducated. He really does know how to you know, articulate himself and you know, be a little more... Plot twist. Uh, can't think of a word right now, but you know, just be what people don't expect him to be as a black male in society today. Uh, but yeah, shout out Brock. He's doing his thing. He's got, I want to say, four or five episodes out right now. I was just listening to one before you guys got here, but he has five episodes out. So go tune in to Best of Both Worlds. It's on Spotify. That took a while, but uh, seeing as though you guys didn't hear Anna, who was here last week, we're going to start out with her, ask her who she is, and just dive into who is Anna. Hey, uh, I'm Anna. I am in Rochester for a gap semester, so I graduated high school in May. Well, June, I guess, but we only we stopped doing schoolwork in June, so I guess <laughs> I kind of think of it as May. That's pain. We did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up in a small town uh, called Lowville. It's pretty close to Watertown. I'm about three hours from Rochester, um, like at home. Um, yeah, super small town, small school, predominantly white. Um, I had very little exposure to, like, diversity. Um, so that definitely has made an impact. Um, but my family, I was lucky enough to be in a very, like, accepting and open family. And so I learned a lot about it anyway, even though I wasn't exposed to it necessarily. Um, yeah, I have uh, two parents. I have five siblings. I'm the second oldest. Yeah. Um, the four Damn. youngest, um, I'm, so I'm the second oldest. So my four younger siblings are all adopted from our local community. Um, that's also made a really big impact on my life. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. That's dope. Yeah. I want to adopt. I was thinking about that the other, no, like no cap. You're, you really want to adopt? No, I'm being so serious. Like you're looking at me stupid, but I was literally thinking about this the other day. Uh, I don't know. I been at my household, my sister just had a baby and they're just a lot to deal with. Like I <laughs> I love my niece so much and like it's not even the fact that she's a baby and I have to take care of her. It's just when like she gets sick or when you have to bring her to the hospital, that shit hurts, oh. yo. Like I had to bring her to the hospital because she was like choking the other day. I was like, could I handle that if I was like if that was like my own like child? Nah, nah, I'm just going to adopt a kid that's, like, older. <laughs> yeah, uh, while I'm here, I'm volunteering at the Crisis Nursery with the Center for Youth. 
Um, and so I've had like a lot of interactions with babies. And the other day there were a couple of babies in there like all at once. And they were all like under one. And the one of the staff members there was like, so do you want kids? And I was like, not right now. Like <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for those all of right. you who don't know, sorry. Um, the crisis nursery is a place where people can uh, basically get free childcare for emergency situations. Um, for those of you that don't know, but that's here. Yeah. Where's that? At? Um, I think there's there's two of them. One is actually I don't really know if I'm allowed to like say where it is oh, because yeah. it's like an unmarked yeah. like house type of thing. But don't do it. Yeah, you can you can research them. Yeah. Center for Youth. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool organization. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So uh, going back towards the part where you were saying how like it's predominantly white and, uh, you know, you just weren't exposed to, you know, city kids as much. When you came here, how did that affect you? Like, because Ben, I remember last season was saying how he used to live somewhere. I want to say Vermont, but I'm probably wrong. And there was like a really bad outlook on city kids, black kids, you know, you know, Latino kids, and he just, he said that he just saw them as something to be scared of, and then when he came here, it was just like, oh, these are just, like, people just like me, so how did that affect you, even though you did learn from your family and everything? Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm not going to school here, I'm just here for, like, a bunch of programs, so that's definitely been different. I haven't, like, had a ton of exposure to people, like, my age, really, um, like, besides you guys, um, but, yeah, it's definitely been different. It's made me realize that, like, I have a lot to work on with, like, things that I think, like, immediately, like, just I make snap judgments about people, and I know I recognize that, and I'm definitely working on it. Um, but, yeah, I, it's totally different. Like, uh, so Laval has, like, a population of a little over 3,000, so, like, very small. Our my, my graduating class was, I think, a little bit under 100 people. Um, so we were all like super close. Like I knew everyone in my grade. Um, but yeah, like you said, like there's just, I just didn't really have any experience with, um, people of a lot of different backgrounds. I mean, I, I did like, I guess not, I don't know, from just from what my parents kind of taught me. And I Mm -hmm. guess from my, like my siblings, their, their backgrounds were obviously different than mine. Um, and there's a lot of poverty in Lavo, which I have recognized, and I'm fortunate that I, like, haven't really been exposed to it, like, in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Coming here, it's it's definitely a lot different, um, especially just jumping right into everything, just kind of, yeah. like, working at the center and going to all these different things. It's like, whoa. Like, I've been, like, it's just a totally different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm definitely adjusting to it. I like it a lot here. I think it's really cool to meet all these new people with totally different backgrounds and totally different like perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important that we like recognize that there's a lot of differences, um, like with how you're raised based on like the color of your skin and how much money you have and that type of thing, which, <laughs> which like, I don't know, it's, it's really important that we recognize that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely on that. Uh, actually, no, Marcus. <laughs> hey, Marcus, how's it going? Bro, I've been here this whole time, bro. <laughs> you, oh, really? You have? Yes. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that completely. I think that it is really hard. 
like you can't blame people who are just you know flat out ignorant about what's going on you know ignorant a lot of people the first thing they think of when they hear ignorant is just some bad thing you know you're an ignorant person you're a bad person that is not that's not what it is ignorant is just not knowing you're just not knowledgeable on what you know is going on and it's up to people who aren't ignorant to teach people who are ignorant mm-hmm. about what they don't know. And it's not a bad thing if you do, as long as the person is, like, open to learning. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, another thing. I want to go back. Uh, you said that it's hard to, uh, except for us, of course, but it's, I want to say it's hard. Well, yeah, it kind of is, but. You know, just, like, getting to meet kids, like, our age, mm-hmm. now that we're, like, I've graduated, you've graduated. Yeah. I'm working now. I work almost every day. Uh, and it's, like, hard to meet kids my age who are into stuff that, you know, kids my age are into. Right. And, like, I'm working with a bunch of, you know, older people over 21. They go to bars. Oh. I can't go to bars. So, after work, they're like, oh, Jordan, you want to... Oh, Never mind. And it's like, yeah, like you just, there's like not many things that, you know, it's not many that, not that many events where you can like go and meet people our age and like interact with people our age. I've, I've noticed that a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we need to, we need to get on that. To, <laughs> I remember we used to have night craze. What happened to night craze? What is Do you it? know what that is? No, I don't. It was like a club for teens. I have no idea what happened to Night Craze. Do you? It sounds like Club you, Tilly. You know, you <laughs> I've, I've never heard of it. But... Huh? It sounds like Club Tilly a little bit. What is that? Club? No, it's definitely not Club Tilly at <laughs> what all. Is Night Craze. It's like, it was literally like a club for teens. I remember my sister went, but I was never old enough to go. It was when she was like, seventeen or eighteen, and I was like, fourteen or fifteen. But yeah, I couldn't get in. Her and my cousin went all the like they went like two or three times, and it was just like, you know how you have like the clubs and the bars for like older people. It's mm-hmm. like. That, but for teens. That was here, Rochester. Yeah. Yeah, it was here years ago. I have no idea. They probably, there was probably some violent stuff going on and they Mm -hmm. just like closed it down. But doesn't it like violence that goes on in like the other clubs? So why aren't those getting closed down? They are. Well, I don't know. They are, some are, and then some just put like extra restrictions on them. You know, extra security, extra restrictions. Like the Lilac Festival. My bad. <laughs> the Lilac Festival, like, you know, you can't go, which is so, like, stupid to me because it's people who are, okay, so let me explain it first, but there was a fight there. When? This last summer, last this, summer. This, and oh. so now there's a rule that if you're under, like, 16 or 17, you have to go with an adult. But it's the people who are 17 and 18 and 19 are who are causing the trouble. And so they can get in by themselves, but then the kids can't get in by themselves. Like, it's so it's so weird to me. The rules are so effed up, and I don't know. That's just for a lot of places now. Like, it's I like feel that like, with, like, public events as well, like high school football games. Like, oh, at yeah. East, when I went to the football game, after that game, because there was, like, this big fight that broke out, tons of cops. After that game, there was this new, not, I want to say law, but, like, rule and force. You can't be, you have to have a parent if you're 17 and under, and that's just, like, it's weird because... The people that were um at the game causing the violence weren't they weren't they weren't even like seventeen year olds they were like I want to say they like, were grown people grown like, people. they're like twenty years old going to a game and like that it's not the people like the people that are causing trouble are the ones that need the restrictions you know kids that are our age they just want to go see a football game they're supporting the people that go to their school 
and that's just about it. But then, you know, it's a community football game. You know, mm-hmm. anybody can come. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything else. Let me go to a football game. And, you know, there's gangs. There's, like, people that just flat out don't like each other from, like, just... old school, uh, you know, fights and stuff. There's just so much beef going on, so much violence. That once they get to these places, they see somebody they don't like and they immediately be like, yo, let's fight. But take that, take that somewhere else, like. Because at the end of the day, they're just taking away from people that actually want to, you know, do stuff and actually want to have fun. And just, that junk is so annoying, yo. I don't go to any more football games. I went to like I've been one. to one. That was it. I went to one. I went to one this year. That and was one of the, the whole wait, year. but didn't you play? No, I told you I switched. Well, I know you switched, but weren't you playing when that happened? No, oh. the first game it didn't. The first game wasn't as bad, but the second game was the worst of the worst. Oh. Yeah, the the first game I ever went to was like two, three years ago, I think. And like the very first day I went there, they was like shooting. And my mom said, you will never go to a football game ever again. And then I ended up going again <laughs> and without her permission. And then she like, she said, no, no. Yeah, I ended up going again. And then they were like shooting again. And so I just decided never to. How do they allow people to come to football games with guns? How do they get guns inside a football game? Aren't there like SSOs or whatchamacallit with the little wand? So how do they get in with stuff like that? I don't understand. I'm sorry. I just feel like there's plenty of ways to do that. Like, I I just feel like there's so many ways to get in. There's like gates that you can just hop over. Where are these gates? I don't. At, At East? But there's security there are gates all over. Around, no, there are gates around the, oh, around the, the around field. The field. Yeah, you can get in through there. But when they like notice someone, you can someone... put some under the bleachers. You can. There's mad ways to get in. You can get there before everybody else gets there, which is something that I started doing, so I didn't have to pay. But I started getting to the to the bleachers early, and then I just <laughs> I just hid under the bleachers until mad people started showing up. But that was my second time, and then they started shooting, so I left. But see, they do all the stuff at like the out the outdoor games, but. And the indoor games like volleyball, fo- I mean volleyball, basketball, stuff like that, you don't hear about that much. Cause stuff like that, do? they don't really care about stuff like that, so it don't really matter. Yeah, and not many people are going to those games. It's an outside game. I just feel like when it's outside, it's more open to people. More people hear about it. More people can hear it from the neighborhoods that they're in. It's an mm-hmm. indoor game. It's just a small indoor game. It's too enclosed to invite the whole city to these games. You know what I'm saying? True. And so, the more people around here, the more violence. <laughs> Dude, like, is that your iPad as well? Oh, yes, man. it is my iPad. I'm sorry. Somebody say something else. Uh... <laughs> um, I have no experience really with like the types of football games you're talking about, cause like at our school, there's literally, I mean, everyone goes to the football games, but. It's never really, there's never really been, like, fights or anything like that. That's just something that I've never, like, experienced. I don't know. That's totally different. Like, you guys just talking about that, just, I, yeah, I don't know. I, that's just totally different from what I've experienced, like, in high school and even after. But, yeah. I had a question. So, in your small town, like, mm-hmm. how often were these, like, games held? Were it, like, every Friday night under the lights, kind of? Yeah, um, pretty much. That's m- most. <laughs> That's my iPad, yo. It won't. It will not turn off. Hold on. Um. Yeah. Most Friday nights we have football games. I don't. I was never really one to like 
love watching football. <laughs> I was more there for like socializing with my friends. Um, but I think that's what a lot of people are there for, honestly. I mean, obviously we want to support our school people, but um, yeah, I never went to like all the football games, but mostly, yeah, Friday nights, that was a big thing. Um, would you say there was like a lot of security there? Uh, no. That is something that's totally different. Like, when I went to School 58 for the first time, I was just helping um, Kristen Babcock. Um, I'm staying with them, by the way, for my semester, which is how I'm on this podcast. But um, so the first time I went to 58, I was, like, shocked that there were, like, people there, like, with, like, I don't know, like, with the wands and stuff. I was, like whoa, like, we don't have anything like that at our school, which, like, we, I don't know, we, it's, like, in the past few years, we've started to have more security type things, like, the doors are locked, um, and you can't get in, like, you have to, like, buzz in and stuff like that, but that was totally different, like, I never had to get, like, no one ever checked me for weapons or anything like that, um, but one thing that did happen, our, our prom night, it was crazy, so we were at, we have, like, a skiing hill, like, lodge type of thing that's a little ways. Dope. What is that's that? dope, y'all. We get so much snow. <laughs> okay, but also I've never skied, which is puts me to shame, um, but that's okay. <laughs> also, I'm going to Vermont for school, and they're, like, a big skiing place, so I'm kind of terrified, but it's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, our prom night, we had – so it was at Maple Ridge, which is the, like, ski place, I guess – um, and it was all like decorated and nice and stuff. And we ended up getting a threat. So oh. we had to like, all of us had to leave like that building that had been like prepped for us. Like the DJ was there. There Damn. was like all the food out and we all had to go back to the gym of our high school. And it was like, that was like the, for a lot of us, we were like, oh my gosh. Cause we've never had something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we were, and it's our senior prom. Like we were all like super pumped and yeah. stuff, but that was like crazy. But it was, we, I think our class, like, handled it really well. We ended up just, like, going back to the gym where there was nothing set up. But, like, I think that's one part that I love about our community is, like, some of the teachers, like, teachers were, like, um, informed, I guess, what had happened. And, like, our calc teacher, like, came in to, like, make sure everyone was okay. Like, just showed up to the gym on, on like, a Saturday night just to make sure we were all okay. Like, even though nothing had actually happened. Um, but like people were just like shooting baskets in the gym and they're like tuxes <laughs> and dresses fun, and it was super cool. That would be a lip prom. Run up a basketball game and some suits. Yeah, it was so much fun and we made the most of it, but it was just totally like obviously super unexpected and we were nothing ended up happening, but it was just like, whoa, that was just kind of like a reality check. Like mm-hmm. things like this happen and we're not usually exposed to things like that. You know, what I think a lot of people fail to realize is that city schools aren't prepared at all for that kind of thing either. Nope. You know, uh, I feel like, well, something that I heard a while ago, which I probably said last episode, is that uh, at the white schools, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Sutherland, that's where, like, my mom went. It was, like, way easier to hide stuff. You know what I'm saying? People have more money. People have more pull. You know, these are, like, more wealthy neighborhoods where, like, you can make something go away real easily. In the city, when something like this happens, it's all open. You know, the city is really, we're all really close. Like, we're, we're kind of far, but when news goes around, it's, like, really close. Like, everyone will hear about it pretty fast. And so there's no way to hide information here. And so when, you know, one person does something, 
you know, everybody else outside of the city thinks, oh, wow, you know, this has happened and, you know, the whole city is out here doing this, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you hear about, like, just for example, seeing as though we're talking about schools, like school shootings, mm-hmm. school, uh, you know, fire drills, you know, I am not going to sit in a classroom when there's a school shooter in my school. The school shooter was doing the drills with me when we were doing the drills. Like, he already knows what, like, is going to happen if we go into a school shooter drill because he's been through the drills before. You know what I'm saying? I never thought about it like that. Yeah, me either. You never thought of that before? Mm -hmm. No. no, you know if little if little Johnny over here <laughs> wants to shoot up the school, he did the drill three times just like you, so he knows that the door is gonna be locked, that you shouldn't answer the door, and he has a gun. He's gonna shoot the door. Like I, I just, like my whole point is, we're not prepared enough just as much as you know any other school outside the city. You know what I'm saying? There are plenty of schools out there who it's actually happened to. You know, we hear about school shootings like almost every day now. And so the schools that it's actually happening to, yes, of course, they're increasing their security. They're doing stuff to make their schools more suited for that kind of problem. But we need to realize that the schools that are actually not like who it's not actually happening to, we're not prepared for what's to come. If it is to come at the end of the day, you know, we can make fun out of, you know, certain situations, like you said, but. You know, if something really does happen, God forbid it does happen, like, it's, I just don't know what we would do. We're not prepared for that kind of thing. And what we need to do is get prepared for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, that's just my idea. And if there's a fire, I'm not going to stay in there. <laughs> like, well, no, we don't. We, we don't, don't stay, stay in the building. <laughs> yeah, you walk out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's my whole point. Like, there's no, there's no preparedness like if there's a fire, we're, there's fire it's windows. A fire drill, but there's there's like, fire windows. There's no our, school shooter windows. Just like how are we gonna get out of the building if there's a school shooter? I mean, well, there's we get fire there? windows. But like I know you said, and we fire never windows. used a fire. Well, of course we're not. We never use had a real fire. fire, so. But that's my point though. Like why have it if we're not gonna use the drill to its fullest? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it takes us like ten minutes to get out of the school. You know what I'm saying? And so th- that fire could have gotten there already. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of like. I think it's really difficult to like plan for things like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you don't want to freak people out, but also it's like reality and you have to be prepared. But yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really thought about it, I guess, but that's, I feel like that's such a difficult thing to like really be fully prepared for you. Cause you, you really don't know if, yeah. if that situation were to come up, you wouldn't know, like you're never going to know how to fully prepare for something like that. Like that's, I don't know. That's scary, but yeah, it is. Scary man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously though, like I don't, I don't know, I don't like I can't give advice on how to make it better, but I can tell you that it isn't. It's not. It's not on its fullest. There's not enough attention about yeah, it. Yeah, no one really. Knows really not. What to do if we had that? Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that affects, like, seeing as though we're talking about it, the preparedness that we go through and the security that we go through being city kids, it affects us in a, like a really horrible way, you know? Like, the prison to pipeline. We finna get deep real quick, guys. What is that? The, you never heard of that? No. So the, Damn, I'm, I'm finna butcher this, but the prison to <laughs> pipeline idea is like how uh, kids in the city are exposed to conditions that will get them ready to yeah, either be in prison or be dead 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that's... I wouldn't say that's our reality, but that's what people think our reality is as city as city youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, the scanners, you know, telling us when... Well, this is like schools in general, but like, the idea is scanners, security, telling us when to, you know, do this or do that. You know, having the set curriculum. And, and I could be wrong about this, like I said. I could be butchering this, but me, myself, what I see and how I compare prison to... You know, how schools are run. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of what we do, you know. The forcefulness of, you know, learning, you know, derivatives and bullshit instead of learning how to actually, you know, change a tire. I was about to say that. <laughs> file your taxes or do stuff that you actually need. And that's this is no diss to any teachers who are just doing their jobs. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying the curriculum. So I'm talking to the guys up above who are making the curriculum, of course. They're they're set on this like American way where you have to go to high school and then go to college, but then nobody's prepared to go to the military, you know, or not even if you're not going to the military, just like live a life without going to college. Like there's no preparedness mm-hmm. for anything else. We're all set on this one idea, mm-hmm. you know, and it's bullshit to me. I talked to someone, I can't remember when or who, about, like, that type of thing, like, a while ago, and just how there's so many things that, like, we're not taught in school. Like, yeah, like he said, like, I could do derivatives for days, but, like... I cannot. That's... <laughs> I did not learn <laughs> <But> enough. <laughs> like, that's not the point, but, I mean, like, that's... I'm not going into math. Like, that's not really going to help me, but, mm. like, life skills and, like, I don't know how how to treat other people and how to, like recognize there's so many more important things like we should totally have more like life skills type classes and things like that like yeah it's super important to know how to change a tire and you know like know all those things and it's just like it's kind of frustrating that like we don't necessarily learn that like it's not required like for graduation or whatever Mm -hmm. um or like how to do your taxes or how to fill out the fafsa or like those types of things like i think are really important and people could totally like you need your fafsa done call Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) call Kristen. um but yeah i think that that would be really beneficial oh yo i just thought of some fire junk so anna just (laughs) said anna just said how you know some schools don't teach you how to treat other people right oh like, so last last what? season, something something along the lines like that, right? Yeah, like schools yeah, like teaching how to treat how to your respect people. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Okay. So last season we talked about how was it Joey? No, it was uh at the at the race summit. Liam. Liam. Liam had said no something. Name. I didn't mean to say no names. Huh? I didn't mean to say anybody's name. No, it's fine because we we said his name last oh, uh, last right. season. So a kid from our school, he was mentioning how uh, how in our you know classrooms in the city, of course, we talked a lot like uh, too much about blacks and too much about black empowerment and too much about black this and black that, and he just wanted to learn. And what our argument back to that was, yo. We didn't learn about it for all these years, so we need to catch up on, you know, whatever's going on with black culture, you know, with black education, with black history, black in general. And that was a good argument. But his, I feel like once he explained it a little bit to us, like his class, he didn't explain it to the whole, uh, to the whole race summit just because, you know, it was, it got kind of violent. But he explained it to us and it was about how, 
you know, we, we are around, he's surrounded by black people every day. He's surrounded by black education every day. And it's hard for him to learn about himself and, you know, just learn what he's so, quote unquote supposed to be learning in the classroom if they're learning so much about blacks. And I back him up only with the fact that, you know, Biggie piggybacking off what Anna said, how other schools don't teach you know, other schools that are outside the city don't teach, you know, white people how to respect black people in a way. You know, like I was saying, you know, a lot of people are ignorant. And so what we need to do is start putting more of this education that we have in our city schools involving black people and, you know, what's around black people and start putting that into other schools. And that's how I can agree with, you know, Liam, because like part of his point, I understood. I didn't agree, but I understood where he was coming from. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, if we can... I wouldn't say take out the black education because I do agree that we do need more black education. We don't get enough of it. But if we could put that in other schools, then it'll be more, you know, sustainable hmm. for our for our communities. You were going to say something? I said, hmm. Like, I agree with what you're oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't learn enough of, you know, just, I don't know, just not being ignorant, not not knowing what, you know, this person to the left of me is thinking about, what this person has gone through, what this person, you know, their nationality and why they, you know, feel the love for themselves that everybody should feel for themselves in general. Mm -hmm. My parents always, like, taught me, like, like, I would come home and say something like, like, oh, this person really drove me nuts today. I can't believe they would do this, like, blah, blah, blah. And then they just, like, kind of, like, this started when I was super young. They'd just be like, hey, you have no idea what they're going through. And I think that's so important. Like, now I'm so much better at, like, recognizing that. And obviously, I I have a long ways to go. But um, I think that's something, like, we should always be paying more attention to. Like, I have no idea, like, what happened to you today. I don't know how, yeah. like, you were treated at home. Like, I don't know what circumstances you're going through. And I, I shouldn't, like like I said earlier, it's so easy to make snap judgments about people and just like automatically be like, oh man, that's so annoying. <laughs> um, like I can't believe they would treat me like that. But then you have to just like take a step back and be like, I have no idea what, what's going on right now. And like, it would be a lot more helpful if we could just be like, Hey, like, what do you need? Like, are you okay? Type yeah. of thing. Instead of just, you know, like, you know, how we always ask like, how are you? And people just say good all the time. Like, oh my god, yes. Like, that's Let's just get into this thing. conversation. Like, yes. I, good. If someone good. sees me in the hallway and they're like, how are you? I'm like, good, how are you? Like, all the time. That's And I would tell... The people that I would say that I'm not good to are the people that, like, I'm really close to, you know? But I would never just... If if you ask someone You're how they are... You're not comfortable telling people yeah. that you don't know. And, like, yeah. if you ask someone how they are, you kind of expect them to say good if you don't know them super well, yeah. you know? And, like, <laughs> no, if they don't, yeah. like, if they just say, I'm okay, you're like, oh my gosh, like what yeah. like yeah. you know and i think that's like that should we should probably work on that yeah. you know like because mental health is such a big like aspect of life and how things work um yeah also i want to study psychology so i'm like super interested in that oh, type of yeah. thing um and just like how people's backgrounds like make them who they are and that type of thing but yeah i think sorry that got really like off no, keep going, but, keep going. I don't know. I just think that's really important to, like, make sure we know how people are actually feeling instead of just, like, putting on the smile and, like, going through your day. Because sometimes, you know, like, it's okay to, like, crash. And, like, sometimes that makes it a lot better. So, mm -hmm. 
it's I think that's something that we also need to work on like as a like society I guess is just being more open to communicating with people like our feelings and what we need like if, if I need a hug I'm not usually just gonna tell someone like even I'm not always even gonna tell my close friends like hey I just really need a hug right now because there's just like shame around that and you yeah. know like asking for what you need um but I think that's something we could definitely work on like even in our schools mm-hmm. just like like going back to that just teaching people how to like take care of others and like recognize signs of like need and things like that i think is really important that's a really good point mental health awareness week for schools yeah that'd be some serious you know i heard that in i'm i have so much like half-ass information but i heard somewhere they have this like mental like you know how you get like sick days you get a certain amount of sick days a mm-hmm. year some place like Ohio or Iowa, Iowa or some place like that they they have like not only sick days but they have like mental health days where you just like you're feeling stressed just don't come to school and just let us know that wow. you're having one of those days and that I find that to be like one of the coolest things ever and it's finally like places are you know starting to notice that mental health is a thing like we were talking about before Black people don't commonly believe in like mental health and that kind of thing, and it's it's like real. It's real. Like people have their stress days. A lot of people are just like, you know, overwhelmed. They don't take in consideration that someone is feeling some type of way. And me personally, if we're like, yeah, me personally, I just feel like when I'm talking to somebody who's like like me, you know, black, who has like my similar identity. It's I don't just ask them how are you. I'm not gonna lie, and like I don't just answer them. As in good, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. easier to talk to, you know, people who are like me and be like, yo, what's good? You know, how's it going? You look good today. You know, that kind of thing. And when I'm talking to white people who I'm not, like, really close to, there's a lot of white people who I am close to who I'm, like, I'm comfortable with, you know, telling them how I feel. But white people who I'm not close to, like, if I just started a job, they ask me how I'm doing. Every black person is going to say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. And they have that one, you know, white people can switch it up. I feel like they'll be like, oh, I'm doing great today. You know, how are you? Black people are just like, they have their one line. I'm doing good. And then like, they just have their one set line that every black person knows that they're going to use over time for every person that they find themselves to be, you know, uncomfortable with. You know what I'm saying? It may sound really weird, but like I, like from my experience, when I talk to people that I'm like uncomfortable with, who are not like like me, I have my one line that I use on, a pe- on those people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I never switch up just because like, it's like, it's like implanted in my brain. Like I have to say this to these people just because like, that's just how I think. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. But then, like I said, when I'm talking to people who I am comfortable with, you know, there's a whole span of different stuff that I can say. There's a, like, how you doing? You look good. You know, like I'm doing bad today. You know, slap me up, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, it's weird. Like you're a lot more comfortable communicating your feelings instead of just, you know, yeah, the typical exactly. yeah. thing. Also, I think it's cool that we're talking about this because um, World Mental Health Day was last week or, yeah, on the 10th of October. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, just random. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw this post the other day. It was like, not everyone has mental illness, but everybody has mental health. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, we need to all, like, make sure that everybody's good out here. But while we're talking about mental health, we are blaming a lot of people's problems. Like, 
this is going to sound really ignorant, but we're blaming a lot of people's like problems on mental health. And a, a lot of people are getting off on the fact that they have mental health. You know, like a lot of the people who are, like I said, you know, committing the school shootings and doing, you know, different crimes, they're all, you know, pleading for that mental health. And a lot of people are getting it, you know, like we're giving them that uh, opportunity to just like, you know, be off, you know what I'm saying? Instead of getting the consequence they deserve for doing something that was horrific, you know what I'm saying? I, I forgot the dude's name. So I kind of don't want to tell the story because, like, it's, like, for that person. But, yeah, like, I just feel like there's a lot of people getting off on the fact that, you know, mental health is a thing that's becoming more, you know, uh, like, something that's more common, you know, for people to accept in general, you know what I'm saying? And so people are just using that to their advantage. I saw a video the other day. And this guy was, like... It was, like, it's a really old video, but I saw it again after a long time. This dude, he ended up killing a baby, and he was talking to his mom on the phone, and they had the phone records, and they heard him say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to cry. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to make it seem like I'm super crazy, and I'm going to get off. I'm just going to get the minimum, minimum, 10 years, and they found the footage, and he ended up getting, like, 25 years to life or something like that. Just because, like, people are using that to an advantage, and it's, like, so annoying when it's actual people out here who are, like, feeling this type of way, who are just messed up in the head, and they can't control it. So, it's kind of effed. Yeah. Messed Marcus. up. Huh? It says messed up. I mean, I feel like most people, like, try to hide their um, their emotions because they have this fear like they don't want to seem vulnerable or weak and they don't like really want to answer that many questions about like how they're feeling like what you said earlier like people always say i'm good i'm good this and that but like what if someone's like not good like how do we handle that how do we ask the questions or how do we like comfort them into like making them tell you what's going on or like what's actually going on through their head it's just it's hard and it's like something we need to like focus on i think Excuse me. I think we talked about this in uh, episode last season. You look good on how, uh, you know, a lot of people think that when a guy is asking a girl, oh, hey, how you doing? And all that stuff. It's just like the guy is always trying to shoot his shot. The guy always wants the girl. But I personally, I don't care. Like, I, I'm going to ask you, like, how's it going? You know, you look good today because the episode was called You Look Good. So it was about how, you know, complimenting somebody or asking them how their day was going. It's like, it really makes people's days. Like a coach came into our school one day and he was telling us how like this boy had almost killed himself. He had almost like said, I'm done with everything that's going on in my life. And he almost killed himself. And the coach that day or a teacher that day had asked him, how's your day going? And he was like, I'm doing really bad. And the coach like sat him down and he talked to him for a while. And like, the boy said, yo, you, you really saved my life. You know, I was really going to like be done with all of this today and you saved my life. But like, like that's why, you know, ever since that day, this was like, he came to us in like eighth or ninth grade, but now like every time, all the time, and it pisses me off so much when people don't answer back, but all the time, just ask somebody, how, like, how are you doing today? Or you look really nice today, or just like be that person, you know? And that's the, I feel like that's one of the best ways you can ever help somebody out. 
you know, or at least help somebody out who's going through mental health issues, you know, ask them how your day going and like really listen. Don't just ask them because you want to, because they're there, you know what I'm saying? Ask them and mean it, you know? Yeah. Because if you're asking them, it's like. Just going through the motions, you're just saying. Exactly. Oh, how you doing? Good. And if you put the energy into ask them, you might as well. I think it also has to do with your tone as well. Like if you like just say like, oh, how you doing today? Like, but if you like change it up a little bit and they're like, actually like, like, yo, how you doing today? Like, look him in the eye. I think like that'll like trigger like a different response. Yeah, make mm-hmm. it seem like you're only talking to them and you're their center of attention right now. You really want to hear what they want to say, what they feel, and yeah, stuff like that. I listened to a TED talk um, a little while ago, and it was just talking about how like, like our society puts so much like emphasis on like physical health. Like, there's so much in like magazines and stuff like that. Like eat this and you'll get this result. Like do this exercise and you'll get this result. Like all those things. And it was the, I don't remember what the Ted talk was, but, um, the person was just like, if we put as much emphasis on mental health as we do physical health, like our world would be so different. And that's so true. It just like kind of boggled my mind. Cause I started thinking about it and I was like, like another thing I think she said was like, we put band-aids on like all our cuts and like things like that. Like whenever we have like a physical, like wound like it's like immediately like tended to like we go to the emergency room we get this if we break a leg or whatever but like when you're like depressed or when you're like really struggling with something a lot of times it's just brushed away yeah you don't get the band-aid you like there's no like mental band-aid and like a lot of people don't have access to like i know right (laughs) it like like, blew my mind and i really started thinking about it and i was like oh my gosh like it's so easy to tell like if someone breaks their leg like you can't really just brush that off but it's so easy to just brush off like mental health like issues and whatever you're struggling with something yeah yeah like you totally can and that's so dangerous because there's it's it's a problem you know and it's like it's i advise we all go see the joker movie seriously though i think like this is what he was (laughs) this is what this is why he went crazy this is i joker is my favorite villain and so i've been really into this movie and i have not seen it yet but he was going through some stuff, and he had a lot of mental issues, and he just started going crazy, yo. And this could happen to anybody. You know, that that's a movie depicted on, you know, fictional events, you know, Batman, Joker, all that, DC Universe. But at the end of the day, the Joker, he doesn't have superpowers. He's just a guy who went through some shit, who went crazy. And, like, you know, a lot of people are scared that this movie could, you know... uh end up, you know, influencing somebody to do something really horrible, but if that person was willing to do something horrible, he was already willing to do that horrible thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's because there's like there's a lot of stuff going on in people's lives and there's we don't have specific ways to, you know, help these people out because like I said, we're just now being open to the fact that people are mentally ill, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm free on Thursday and Sunday if you guys want to go see that movie. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Wait, is it on tonight? I'm or not going tonight. Movie? I'm going home after this. I don't mind watching it. <laughs> Seriously, though. I don't know. I. Everybody's... I feel like everybody's a little... No, never mind. Everybody's a little what? I was going to say mentally ill, but there are people who are way, like... There's different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and, like there's a range. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Shit, there's a lot of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad though. Huh? There's nothing wrong with silence. 
Y- y- yes, there is, Marcus. No, it's not. Why don't you say something? Marcus? I've been talking this whole time. You have been. You, you can't even been. get mad at that. <laughs> uh, can but, we go back to that adoption thing you were talking about earlier? You said you wanted to adopt. I'm. Why? Why do you want to adopt? I already explained. Okay, so. I don't know. It's really complicated. I. I want to have my own kids. That's is something that I want to do. But do you want both? I don't, huh? You want to do both? Yeah, maybe. Maybe this is just a phase in my life where I'm just like, like I said, I'm living with my niece, and so it's hard to deal with when you have to bring her to the hospital, or when you know she's crying like crazy and you're like super stressed out. Like I go to work every every day, like I said, and so like I'm super tired. And when like somebody's like, "Oh, Jordan." Can you watch the baby for like an hour? And I was like supposed to be asleep. I'm just like so aggravated <laughs> that I had to do it. And I know that the workload, when I, as I get older, is only going to get bigger and bigger. My stressors are only going to get, you know, wider and wider. And so like, I don't know. Just, I I really, I don't know. I'm very indecisive at the moment. I don't know. But it was something that I was definitely thinking about, you know, adopting. Because, like, when you hear, what were those things that camp used to sh- do? Are you in camp's class this year? Yeah. His, uh... Paganego? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys watch those videos where it's, like, they agree, disagree, and then they talk about why they... Yeah. Yeah, we, um... I don't know what those are called. Wait. I don't know. I don't think we watched but those yet. they were talking about, like, adoption, like, pro... Uh, no, not adoption, but pro-choice... Uh, pro-abortion that kind of thing and they were arguing how there's like a lot of kids who are already like in abortion not abortion but adoption homes and like there are kids that want to be adopted who are you know at these places and we're stockpiling like a lot like the population is getting higher and higher and we should start adopting and so that was another reason that i was thinking about it because like maybe maybe it is i of course have to do more research on you know it but yeah, maybe that's a possibility. There's nothing wrong with adopting. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about adopting? Uh, I never really thought about it. I mean, I know it's like a good thing because you're like, <clears throat> you're bringing one child from, I don't know, like being by themselves for the majority of the time to like, you're just opening your arms and like bringing them into your world. And it's kind of it's kind of cool because it's like, you're basically raising a stranger and now they're like, a couple of years from now, they're gonna be like your family members, so it's kind of it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So like Anna, um, were you adopted? No, I my my older sister and I are both like biological um, from my parents. Um, yeah, and then the all my other younger siblings were all adopted. Um, but we like growing up, we had like foster kids in my house like all the time. That's um, dope. But like they were always younger than me. Like my parents always wanted. Grace, my older sister, and I to be, like, the oldest in the house so we could be, like, their older sibling type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, And, yeah, that really – that, I think, is what made me the most who I am. Like, from – I think that helped me with, like, empathy so much and just, like, recognizing, like, at such a young age, like, hey, I have it so good. Like, just knowing that that I was already, like, so ahead of some people, like – just not by, like, just by the, just by chance. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, I'm just lucky, I guess. And I don't know if that makes sense necessarily, but it just helped me realize that, like, 
there are so many different backgrounds and so many different like obstacles that people have to overcome in order to like grow up and be healthy and like be mentally okay and like all of those things and when you're like that young it's hard to get like it's extremely hard to get over the you know the complications that come with you know i'm talking about adoption specifically but when when kids are orphans or when kids parents are you know that uh the opioid crisis that's going on right now mm-hmm. kids like they aren't they don't have their parents at moments like this you know what i'm saying yeah and so they're doing a lot of this by themselves and for you personally right. to be that older sister to bring that support in for kids who, yeah like you said weren't as lucky as you is like yeah phenomenal. and like, i never really had like a traumatic event you know in yeah. my childhood that's gonna like haunt me forever type of thing but like i know that some of my siblings like had these things just like weighing on them that are never gonna go away and that's just like obviously like they're they're my family like i have never considered them anything but like but it's just so different like knowing that they have all these experiences that i've never had and i know that it's just like they just have so much more to work on um and so much more to like work through mm-hmm. i guess um, that I never had to go through and just, yeah, like seeing that at such a young age, I think helped me a lot. Just like, yeah, loving people regardless of the situation, um, is super important. And, um, yeah, I think like when I was younger and like w- we had a couple foster kids for like over a year, I don't super remember cause I was really little. Um, but then they left and I was just like heartbroken. It was just like, what like what do you mean like my brothers are going away type of thing and that just like really helped me understand like hey like things are gonna suck sometimes and and it's just like that that situation really helped me like realize like hey just take people in like take care of people and like yeah like back to the whole like ask them how they're doing like make sure you know what's going on in people's lives before you're like oh man like what a bitch like that type of thing like (laughs) You know, because you never know what people went through. And I just think I'm I'm so grateful that I have the family I have. And, like, the diversity within my family is so important to me. Just that has, like, really shaped who I am. I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, when do you... I don't think there's... You're probably going to say, like, there isn't a point where... But about that point where you never know where somebody's going through and they're just like being a complete a-hole. Like, when are you just like, yo, like I just got like, I'm not going to talk junk to your face because I don't like I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to get into like a big thing. But I feel like sometimes it's healthy to just like come home and be like, yo, this person fucking pissed me off. Oh like, my I, gosh, I, This person definitely. made me so <laughs> mad today and I, I want to go in. Like, I want to go on a rant about, you <laughs> yeah. know. No, that's so helpful. So my mom is a social worker. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just come home and I'm just so mad. Like I I have so much to work on, but I just <laughs> will like vent about someone for like so long. I'm like, I am so pissed that they did this to me. Like I can't, I don't even know what to do. I don't even want to look at them. Like, and I'm just like, I just like breathe. And I'm like, no mom, just let me rant for a minute. And yeah. she's like, okay, no, do that. Because it is, sometimes it is really helpful. And then you can yeah. like get, get over it and yeah, just that's true. yeah, but yeah it does help you get over there's it definitely it a time when it's okay to rant but i also think you should know when like when when it's like i don't you know like talking behind people's backs you know that type of thing like i don't think is a good idea but like if you're talking to someone and you're really 
mad, it's definitely going to help. Like, you can't just keep everything in. If someone's real, like, you're really mad at someone, sometimes it helps to talk to someone else that you trust about it. But, like, I think there's a difference between, like, healthy, like, ranting and, like, being super mean about someone. Yeah, that's really true. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah. I did not think about that at all, honestly. I was just thinking that. It's like... I let it out. All one one thing, you know what I'm saying? But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, if I'm going over to Tisha to talk junk about Tanya, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm, like, dogging her. That's, like, a whole different thing than just, like, going to somebody and being like, yo, this person really... Right. You know, ruined my day. Yeah. And I think it's, like, super important to recognize, like, it's okay to be angry with people. Like, you're not going to be able to love people all the time necessarily in the way you want to. You don't have to get along with everybody either. Right. Yeah. And like for me, like my mom was always like a person that I could be like, man, I'm just so mad. And like it was okay (laughs) to be like that, but it's also okay to realize like sometimes you need to take a step back and like recognize, you know, like what I was saying earlier, like you have no idea what's going on, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's still okay to be like really mad about something because sometimes you have reason, you know? Yeah. All right. Reason. What? What about me? How about you? Me? Any any, any opinions, Marcus? About we're trying to get Marcus to talk a little <laughs> I was, today, I'm talking. I'm just I'm just like listening. Uh, me? Let me think. Do I rant? Um, yes. I don't rant as often as I used to, but like when I do rant, it's, it's mainly like just like a just like a burst of emotion, and then it's just gone. Like, after you get that rent out, you just, like, you just breathe because <laughs> you got so much you got to say, but you don't know how to say it. So, you just, the first thing to come to your mind, you just say the same thing. And then after that, you just, like, all right, that was kind of hard. So, what I just said, let me go, let me go run that back. Let me write it down. <laughs> let me, like, actually. Write it down? <laughs> yes. You don't, you don't write down your thoughts, like, after you go on a rant? No. I, do. I don't know about you, but, like, I don't know. It helps me move on. Yeah. After, like, something that really bad happened. And I don't know, it just like helps me heal, I guess. Helps me become whole. I, now that you said it, I think when you do end up talking, like like you said, about talking about your feelings, talking to somebody about like how angry someone made you, about how aggravated somebody made you, it's easier to see where they're coming from. Like I was asking how you said the difference between when to do either. But I feel like... When you end up going in, you're going on your healthy rant. You end up realizing that it wasn't that serious in the first place. That this person is probably going through something, and so mm-hmm. like that's when you get to see how one thing, like how those two things, like end up helping in the end, like helping not just you but the person who, you know, was doing anything that you know pissed you off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. That just makes it so like you both were like mentally for a second, like mentally blocked. You know, you didn't know what this person was going through when you yeah. were being this a-hole. But then you didn't know this person was going through because they were in the, the a-hole in the per- mm-hmm. th- first place. So it's just like, yeah, you can never like, you just always have to understand what the person is going through. I say that almost every episode, but yeah, try to understand what the person on your right is going through. Um, right. A couple days ago or like last weekend or whatever. Um, (laughs) I visited one of my friends at Geneseo and we went to this thing, um, kind of, it was like, kind of like a church service type of thing. Um, but it wasn't, I don't know. It, it wasn't really what I expected like a church service to be, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, and 
Um, sorry, I'm distracted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that, that was me. It's, it's good. Um, anyway, so we went to this like church service type thing and I didn't really know what to expect, but um, we ended up talking about how conflict can be really good in relationships. Um, but mm. it like brought up some really interesting points about how like sometimes I get really mad at like, I don't know, um, like my best friend or like whatever. And I just like hold it in. I'm like, okay, it's, it's fine. They should know that they hurt my feelings, yeah. you know? Like sometimes I really expect people to just like know when they've hurt me and I just like want them to say something about it. Um, <laughs> but in reality, a lot of times they don't know that they've hurt you. And it's so important to be like, hey, this really hurt my feelings when you did this. Or, like, it made me feel like this when you did this. And sometimes that's so helpful because then the other person can kind of realize, like, oh, I totally did not mean it like that. And that's, I think, is something that's super healthy um, that, like, we need to work on more because I totally don't do that. And a lot of times I just, like, let it, like, bottle up inside me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, they haven't apologized yet. Like, they made me feel like this and I can't. Like, I'm so mad and just, like, grows. But, like, if you can just address it, sometimes that's, I think, really important. Um yeah, if that makes uh, sense. That's kind of why I take so much pride in the group that I hang out with. Uh, for years, we were like always, we've we've been like a group since like seventh grade. It's like built a lot. Like we've brought in more people. Uh, but you know, just our group, it's so easy to just say, "Yo, I'm pissed off at you," <laughs> <laughs> and this is why. And we're gonna sit down and we're gonna solve this right now. It's like not just, you know this person's fault it's not just this person's fault we're gonna figure out like we're gonna dive in deep to what's going on between us and tomorrow we're gonna go out and have fun and yep. like mm -hmm. just do yep, yep, just yep. do something to get our minds off what just happened like i remember me and anthony this is two years around the same time we got like we got into an argument oh by the way anthony is like one of the friends in my group he's maybe gonna be on a episode coming up stay soon. tuned but stay uh tuned. So one day during gym, we played ultimate frisbee. That was like our sport, and it was me, PJ, and Jalen versus uh, Avanye, Anthony, and Char. And so, you know, we going against each other. Jordan, PJ, and Jalen, we won. And so we went down to the locker room and we were talking a bunch of shit. We were, <laughs> we were like, "Yo, we won. You know, you guys are trash. You're like, you're horrible." And then like Anthony was. I was talking trash. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. We weren't talking trash. I was talking the most trash. Anthony was just like, shut up, dude. Nobody even cares anymore. Blah, blah, blah. We were just like going back and forth. We got into like some big argument and we didn't talk for like a day. And then PJ was like, yo, this is this is so childish. You guys are like dumb. And then like we like ended up solving it that day. And then we went like went out to like Wendy's or something. And we like Yeah, like but like the yeah, that's just the thing. Like we're so honest about like when people are just being dumb about like simple situations. And we try not to keep our, we never really have big beefs, but yeah. we try to have like our conflicts, conflicts bottled up, you know, I'm not going to go into details about this situation, but one of our friends did something hor like bad and we called him that day and we were like, yo bro, we, we still cool. Like you still our mans and you'll know that you're always still our mans, but you messed up, you know, and we're going to tell you why you messed up. We're going to tell you why we think you messed up. And tomorrow you're going to solve it or today you're going to solve it so that tomorrow you don't have to deal with it. And that's another thing that I want to get into. Like try to deal 
and this is not just for, you know, mental, this is for everything. Try to get, there was a saying, don't do, don't do something tomorrow if you can just finish it today. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. say that again. Huh? Say that again. Don't do something tomorrow if you can finish it today. Like, wow. if you, if you have your room dirty, if your room is dirty and <laughs> like and you see that is clean it up dude like don't look at it and then be like oh I'll do it tomorrow don't look at your homework and be like oh I'll do it tomorrow because like just do it tomorrow right just yeah. do it today if you if you're having free time and you're not doing just do it today and that's something that I had to learn a lot like that was one of the reasons why I didn't go to college this year and uh it was really hard because like I was a procrastinator in high school. I never wanted to do my work. I didn't apply myself as much as I should have. And now I'm not saying it's a you know horrible thing that I'm taking a year off because it is a wise decision for a lot of people to take a year off. But the reason why that I haven't gone is because I messed up and I had to learn from that and I had to take some time to figure out what I want to do up this upcoming fall and. Yeah, just like get your stuff done today. You know, if you can do it. You know, this podcast, it took me I I don't know when we started, but I wanted to start it in December of last year. I didn't end up starting it until like this summer. No. When we started our very first episode. Like it was for it was for our capstone project. It was like a final senior project. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I ended up coming with a podcast, but then there was so much stuff that was just jambled in my mind that had to get done in order for the podcast to get done that I ended up losing sight of what I wanted to do instead of just getting it started, you know, talking to people that knew what they were doing. And luckily I was helped out by Kristen and Brian, but you know, it, it was a lot of work that went into it when I could have just put that work in before and just got it all done. You know, I ended up getting a D out of my assignment. Yeah. But, <laughs> The assignment was really good, and I'm still doing it today. So You're still here. I mean, exactly. I should at least get a C, but maybe wow. at least. You know, Miss Drake. That was some motivational stuff. Yeah, wow, I that's try. good life advice. Thank you. I like that quote. Say it again. Which one? <laughs> About tomorrow and today. Say it one more time. You you know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why say, don't you say it? Say it again. It was don't. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Something give me like five minutes. I'll, I'll come Don't today. do it tomorrow. If you can do it today, today. Yeah. 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 Don't do it tomorrow if you can get finished today. Yeah. I got that quote from, uh, <laughs> I think I got that quote from Kung Fu Panda. Fire quote. Wait, for real? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What a movie. Yeah, that was, that was a that fire was my movie. childhood. Let's get into Disney movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that man. Princess in the that's Frog? Disney? No, that's DreamWorks. It's not, yeah, it's not You're right. But I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. If you haven't gone to see <laughs> Princess in the Frog, you, you, you should go see that Ooh, movie. You're so old. Okay. It's okay, okay, not that old. Out. It's like a couple of years. It's one of the newer princess movies. I would say Cinderella's old. Uh, <laughs> okay, Sleeping yeah, Beauty is old. Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, uh, Snow White. What's the one with the with, with the, the lady that turns into a dragon? Uh, Little Mermaid. The one with Maleficent. What? Oh, that is Sleeping Beauty. I said it already. <laughs> oh, said it already. <laughs> yeah, that's old. Uh, I don't know anymore. Mulan is old. I'm so tired Mulan of Mulan. Mulan is fire, though. I'm so tired of Mulan. It's, it's like so, move, It's like three of them. Now. It's so dumb now. It's so... Wow. I hate it. I hate it. I really do. Because every year, the girls in our class would be like, oh my god, we, we have free time. We get to watch Netflix. Let's watch Mulan. Like, every single day, every every day of the week, we're just watching <laughs> Mulan over and over again. Rapunzel. She is like my worst enemy. I hate Mulan. Rapunzel? 
Huh? Rapunzel. That's fairly new. Oh my gosh, Tangled. I like Tangled a lot. I like Frozen. I'm definitely going to see Frozen when it comes out. Yes. Definitely going to see the second one when it comes out. So, looks fire. But is is Frozen? Well, Elsa, whatever her name is, is she a Disney princess? I don't know. She's like a queen. A queen. She's like a Disney queen. (laughs) Nobody else. That's in the category. That's in the category. (laughs) Oh, Wreck It Ralph. We're not talking about Wreck It Ralph. He's not uh, a princess. Yes, she is. She's a princess? She's a Disney princess. How? Princess Penelope? That's oh, just I was talking about Wreck-It Ralph. Like, Ralph Yeah, he can't himself. be a princess. He's no, Ralph isn't a, a, Ralph princess, isn't a but... princess. But, uh... Penelope Penelope is? is a princess. She's a Disney princess. Okay. Y'all sleeping. I didn't Wake know up. that. Wake up. Wake up. I didn't know that. Okay? I only seen the movie one time. You only seen the movie one time? Yes. I Did mean, you see the second one? Yeah, I only seen it once. Both of them. I mean, they're all right. I mean... You're sleeping. Wake it's, up. It's just a- Frozen is the best one, though. Well, no, it's not. Princess mm-hmm. and the Frog is the best one. If you haven't gone to see Princess mm-hmm. and the Frog in a while, go see it. They're all good. The oh. Aladdin movie, the live action was fire. Shout out Will Smith. He- <laughs> out. Yo. Yo. I didn't even see it. <laughs> what? I, I haven't even seen get it We either. went to see it at the drive-in, yo. That junk was crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> that junk was so fire. Uh, everybody thought that Will Smith would not live up to the uh, Robin Williams, Robin Williams. Genie, but he did it. I'm not saying he I did better, it, but, he did but he came up with like his like own version of Genie that was like fire. And like it's Will Smith. Who doesn't like Will Smith? Will Smith is just that guy. He does everything, and he's just yeah. That was that was a cool movie. But the only thing I, the only thing about that movie is I forgot it was Aladdin. <laughs> like while I was watching I was like yo this is a good movie and I forgot <laughs> that it was like a live action version of Aladdin but it was really good though go see it I there is a Mulan movie coming out it's supposed what? to be coming out yeah live action I did not know that I'm sleeping yeah. for real you are sleeping I didn't even wake know wake up Marcus I'm sorry I didn't know <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out but while we're talking about movies Tom Holland he's back in the Marvel Universe so be happy. He's back in the MCU. Only he cut his hair, movies, though. though. He huh? back. He cut his hair, though, but he back. They say he looked like 11. <laughs> I'm stranger it. things. I get it. I don't think <laughs> yeah. Positive vibes, guys. What, 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 what time are we at right now? <laughs> that was so <laughs> <laughs> We're at one hour and six minutes. Dang. <laughs> What else, guys? Anything just, else? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen any the live action Aladdin, so yeah. I think I'm You should go it. see it, bro. It's not in theaters. I don't see it. Buy it? <laughs> buy the DVD? I'm going to buy a movie to see it one time. I know you got I know you got Put Locker. I don't. Free movies? I don't. One, two, three movies? No. Showbox? No. We can do this all night, bro. I got so many free movies. I don't websites, have any yo. of them. You need to download some. Put me on or something. Good sh- get Showbox. What is that? It's Showbox. What is Showbox? It's a box that shows. Okay. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> it's the a, worst it was an app. No, it's an app that you download on your phone. Uh, it's really hard to download it. Actually, you gotta like go to Google instead of going to the app store, and then you gotta look it up and like download it. And it's a lot, but it has like everything though. Okay. Literally, it has like everything. Like it had the season of Teen Wolf before the season of Teen Wolf was on. Like. TV. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. Teen Wolf. 
Teen Wolf was good. I haven't watched it, but okay. <laughs> Stranger, I don't know if Stranger Things is on there. But they had this season of Strain. Strain is crazy. It's on Hulu. It's with like vampires and stuff. That's a cool, that was on there before it was on uh, Hulu. So, yeah, Showbox. Everybody, everybody should know what Put Locker is. Put Locker is like free movie 101. And then you go to everything else. I didn't know that. Well, Pull I'm waking you up. It's, so you just spell it P U T L O C K E R. Pull up. Yeah. And it's you know no app. You just type it in. And you just. Watch it's on it Google. You, you might want to don't watch it on your phone. What am I watching on a laptop? Yeah. I don't know. I used to watch movies <laughs> on my phone. What? I don't know. You can stream it on TV too. Like uh, on, your, on your phone. If you, you look it TV. up, yeah. I don't know. Do you have that kind of TV? I'm asleep. I don't know. No, I don't have the kind of TV. Well, then you can't stream it on your TV, Marcus. I'm not allowed that then. I don't know. I think we're going to end it here. Because <laughs> we just ran, we just rambling now. Uh, that was season two, episode two of For the Future. Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is For the Future Official. My Instagram is JordanC216. It has changed from last season. I got hacked. And so... <laughs> what? What? Nothing, bro. You laughing that I got hacked? <laughs> <laughs> so many people got hacked from our school, but yeah, I got hacked. So my new Instagram account is Jordan C two sixteen. Uh, do you guys want to give your Instagrams or are you all good? Uh, my Instagram is Anna dot K dot Metzler. Metzler is M E T Z L E R. Uh my my handle is the boy who dreams. It's T H E dot Boy Who Dreams. It's fire. Go follow me. Yeah. Uh go stream us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Is there any other ones? Or is that it? I feel like there's another one. Google? But you said that one? Look us up. Wait, don't you'll, forget, you'll find before us. Before we leave, you got to say the quote again. What quote? About today and tomorrow. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> don't put off. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can't forget it. Come on. Don't. Hold on. And help him out. I think you remember that. What is it? What is it? I said it like three <laughs> I times. If you can do it, wait. Don't do it tomorrow if you can do it today. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it tomorrow if you can do it today. Oh, yeah. man. All right. Cut the bass off. Victory lap.